Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, providing everything you'd need to hit the circle or the big stage. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> How are you, folks? Hope you're keeping well out there on podcast land. Yeah. Well, I have to say, uh, shout out to everyone who tuned in last night on Fuse, by the way. Uh, our Christmas week show is always the biggest amount of fun, and uh, yeah, just a lot of good crack over there on Fuse. So just wanted to get that out of the way. <laughs> uh, but if you've never listened to our Fuse FM Bottom Money Radio show, then you've no idea what I'm talking about. So let's just get into this week's pod, shall we? The title of this week's episode kind of does give it away. We've got a huge interview to bring you, and uh, yeah, we're about to get into that shortly. Uh, but first of all, let's get through our introductions then, shall we? <clears throat> if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here thumping out the bagpiping goodness, even when it's Christmas week. There you go. <laughs> and like every other pod out there, yes, we do have a Patreon. So if you do want to get your mitts on loads of extra stuff, including this episode, actually, they did manage to get this one early. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to help support us, go over there to Patreon, click on support, and get your mitts and all the extras. Yeah, and there's plenty back there. Let me just say that. Now, <clears throat> It's not compulsory. This is one of the things I want to put in this week's episode. Clicking on the Patreon link and supporting, not necessary. You don't need to. Uh, We will absolutely continue producing the show, uh, whether you do that or not. But, honestly, it's really welcomed. (laughs) You know, uh, if you would like to help support us, then absolutely. You know, there is a means for you to do that. And uh, go ahead, feel free. Be part of the Patreon faithful. And by clicking that button, you are immediately awesome. Yeah. Okay, so now that's out of the way, plug the Patreon, all that good stuff. Um, Well, this week's episode, as you might guess, is a little bit different. Um, This has been pre-recorded ahead of time. We managed to get a little window of time with Kerr McQuillan, and we managed to sit down and have a good chat. And... Yeah, we're going to bring it to you here on this week's pod. Now, as a result of this being pre-recorded, as we've mentioned earlier, this has been released earlier to our Patreon subscribers, so they've already had a good listen to this. But it's such a stellar conversation, really worthwhile listen, and yeah, we wanted to bring it to you this week as a little bit of a Christmas gift, I guess. Yeah, so... It's the holidays, and uh, yeah, we're about to get into the the start of what we normally do around this time of year. We normally have like three or four big name interviews that we bring to you over the course of the holidays. So this is, yeah, number one of that. So as a result of this being a pre-recorded episode, we don't have listener mail, we don't have weekly drone, we don't have word of the week, none of that usual kind of stuff. But this time, we kind of just really want to focus on the interviews themselves. We do it every year, and this year's no different. Ourselves and the Rab Show team, we pre-record these huge episodes for you, and we managed to get some time off over the holidays. So, hey, there you go. The magic of podcasting and pre-recording material. Yeah, a little peek behind the curtain right there. But there you go. That's the nature of this week's episode. If that is disappointing for you and you are expecting Word of the Week and Weekly Drone and all that kind of good stuff, then don't worry. Normal service will be resumed 
after the holidays. All right, so we will get to it. So you can always send us in your listener mail, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address has never changed. And yeah, you can let us know your thoughts and feelings, warts and all, about the piping scene and or any of our previous episodes. Yeah, you can let us have it. Also, this is quite a good time of year for having a good old moan and drone, I guess. So if you do have your own weekly drone, then send it in to us. Go to thebigrabshow.com. There's a big button right at the top of the website where you can let us have it. And uh, yeah, we'll, break, we'll, we'll send it on to JD and he can get that recorded for us. Uh, so yeah, there you go. I think that's pretty much hitting everything at this point. Uh, so yeah, but none of the usual points, I guess. But we're really focusing on quite an awesome interview with... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it. He's quite a rock star in the piping world right now. You know, Kerr McQuillan is absolutely a rock star when it comes to uh, piping and drumming. And yeah, such a humble fella too. You're about to hear this. This interview is fantastic, by the way. So we're about to get into it. But before we do, we'll have to take a brief little break at this point to give a shout out to our sponsors and whatnot. And then we're going to get into this week's topic. So I guess <clears throat> for the week that's in it, should I have a cup of tea or not? Or, you know, should I change it for a little glass of sherry, I suppose? Now, who am I kidding? (laughs) It's time for a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off, showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30-day free trial. McClellan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McClellan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One of a kind instruments crafted from the finest materials using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. 
made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. And we're back. Yes, thank you to all of those associated sponsors that help us keep the wheel turning here at the Big Rab Show Pod. Yeah, and a special shout out to G1 Reads, by the way, who've been with us from the very outset. I know uh, they're at the introduction of every show and people just kind of glance over it. But seriously, uh, those folks that, you know, those companies and organizations and, uh, you know, products and stuff that do help us here at Rab Show. Honestly, it does mean the world to us. So thank you to those guys for yeah helping and support us here in the Rab Show. Indeed. All right. Now, you've waited long enough. It's time to get into this week's topic of the week. Kerry McQuillan was announced last year as the brand new lead tipper of People's Ford Bog Hall and Bathgate after Gordon Brown had announced that he was retiring from competitive drumming. The world was kind of shocked at that Gordon was stepping away. We're rocking, oh, that's the end of an era for People's Ford. But at that time, whenever the announcement happened, I did manage to catch up with Kerr and had a quick interview with him about his thoughts about taking on such a huge role at a very young age. You can go back and listen to that episode, by the way. Uh, That was the World Championships back last year in 2022. Quite an interesting interview with Kerr back then because obviously we didn't know what we know now. That People's Ford would turn out to be world champions and Kerr himself would also manage to lift the World Solo Drumming Championship. What a year it's been for this young gentleman, I have to say. And he is so talented. Uh, It's incredible. I have no doubt that we have years of great music to look forward to uh, from Care. And all of the guys there at People's Ford, what a stellar season they have had. And I have no doubt they're going to continue to build for bigger and better things. Now, this interview with Care, as we've said before, was pre-recorded. So that was done, I think, early November when we got a chance to chat with him. Uh, So, yeah, but the opportunity to talk to Care, fantastic. You know, it was like two weeks after he won the World Solos. And I think he was still buzzing at that time. Uh, But such a great conversation. So, by way of introduction, everyone... Let's welcome Kerr McQuillan to the Big Rab Show podcast. So welcome to the podcast, a name that needs no introduction now at this point. <laughs> Kerr McQuillan, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, Rab. Thanks for having me on. Ah, the best. Yeah, we had to bring you on. I think it was almost compulsory now, because I don't know if you remember, but whenever the news broke uh, around August last year that you were taking the big job at Bog Hall, we got quite an exclusive interview with you. That day when the news dropped, did you realize then that you would have the year that you had in 2023? <laughs> no, listen, you you know, at that point, I remember saying to you, it was, it was very much the dream of getting that job um, and everything yeah. prepared in my life was, was sort of gearing up to that point. And, and I didn't know it would come as quickly as it did. Mm. Um, but, when, but when the opportunity came, you can't, you can't say no to that. You know, it's like, every, you know, it's... That's everything I wanted, but no, I didn't. I didn't know how it would go. I guess all you can do is have your way of doing things, um, stick to your beliefs, stick to your purposes, and, and things like that, and and mm. see how it goes. But it's it's obviously transpired into being a really good year. 
Absolutely. Now, at that time, I know I'm hearkening back still to that previous interview, uh, but you did mention then about coming through that system there at People's Ford. And obviously, Gordon Brown and Tom Brown were hugely influential on your own plane. And we have now seen that that influence is definitely still there in your music uh, this year. So was that kind of a focus really when preparing for this season, you know, keeping that sort of voice, I guess? Well, I think that's that's what I've grown up with. So that's what you know naturally. Um, so so anything that I play scoring wise or mm. however it may come across, it's, it's always going to be close to that. Um, however, I do have other influences and, and there's been loads of other people that I've taken things from and tried to modernise things and tried to explore different ways of doing things. So I think naturally that undercurrent of what they had, they had taught me um came to the forefront and we'll see how that develops over the next couple of years. It's not something I try and think about. Um, it's, mm. it's natural. Everything's just totally natural. I think that that's what I want to put across here. Like I know we're talking about deliberately thinking about these things like influences, but it just does seem to come natural care. You know? Yeah, well, exa- exactly. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not something about my way um, to say, right, I'm writing this score today and I've got, I'm going to be Gordon Brown. I'm going to be Tom Brown today. No, it's yeah, <laughs> It just comes, um, and if if it comes across in a Gordon Brown way, that's fine. And other other compositions might be slightly different. But it's not a conscious effort to try and play that move on. Yeah, that's it. So, well, first of all, well, before we get into the rest of the questions about this past season, I have to wish you a happy Christmas because that's just around the corner. Yeah, happy Christmas. And Europe, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, well, at, th- at this point, I'm sure everyone will be making all sorts of preparations and stuff and getting ready. So I have to ask you then, before we get into the serious pipe band talk, uh, what are you expecting under the tree this year? Well, every year, it's um, it's always pipe band related stuff. because oh, see. Very much. It's, it's all I do. And all I ever ask for is pipe band products, whether that's bagpipes, drum, or what, anything yeah. to- Bands, I'll be happy to receive that. There you go, good stuff. Well, if you've listened to our twelve products of Christmas show there a few weeks ago, plenty of ideas there. So I'm just going to drop that in as a subtle hint. But uh, right, I, w- I want to get into the actually talking about the season, good and proper. Now we've got the Christmas stuff out of the road. Um, let's talk about that first major championship, lifting that title. The the pipe band world were I I don't know that. Shock was one word that was used on our show, but also just elation. So many people were so happy. Uh, tell us about that moment, Kerr, when you guys lifted that first major. Well, it was a, a special moment for the, the full band um, and myself, of course, with it mm. being the first major of the season. Um, you always want to go out there and put a marker down. And it's something that we had not been good at at Ball Call for a number of years was starting strong. So that was very much a point of focus for myself was to go in there, lay down the marker. And you never know results wise, but as long as you can go and deliver a performance, um, then you're hoping that the result will take care of itself. And we, we put in a good performance at the UK Championships. Um, mm. Both the, the front end, back end, pipes and drums, it was, it was locked in, it was really good. Um. But you know, before the results, we, we hadn't a clue. We hadn't any idea how this is how this is going to pan out. And then when you're announced first place, it's just sheer joy from that point. Um, it was <laughs> it was a great moment, and that sort of set the tone for the the rest of the year for the band. Oh, it does, yeah. And I have a video that's been up on our YouTube channel. It's been one of our most successful this year, actually. Thousands of views. Everyone seems to love it. Of you guys marching out to the park. Have you seen that video, Kerr? Yeah, no, that was a, that was a great video. That's one that's been on in the band hall plenty of times. Just <laughs> that, 
UK Championship win. That was cool, yeah. There you go. Maybe that's why it's got thousands. You guys keep clicking refresh. Is that it? <laughs> right. Right, yeah. yeah, I think we'll have to hear it at this point. Uh, yeah, such a special moment, marching off at the trophy. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I have to say, not only were all of the back line all smiling, uh, but your dad carrying the trophy at the front of the band seemed to be as proud as punch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was a really proud moment for him, I suppose. He, he goes through everything with me on a daily basis. All mm. the all the stress, all the the questions, everything that, that comes with playing in a pipe band, not just the, the nitty-gritty of writing scores and going to band practices. It's everything else that comes with it from a man management point of view, mm. from a logistics point of view. Um, so, so he goes through that every day with me. So he was he was very proud, um, and I was delighted that he could get to experience that with the band and, and lift the trophy as well. Uh, was honestly a very special moment, and I think the the whole scene we're all celebrating because I don't think it was captured in that video, and I really regret this, but. All of the bands were applauding. Uh, like all of the grade one guys were all standing there applauding you marching off. So such a special moment. But I have to say, after that, then that's when everyone else seemed to put the gum shield in, and everyone kind of, all right, we need to step things up. And you, you guys stepped it up, and they did as well. And it was such a competitive year in grade one. Did you find that? It was, yeah. And um, you know, we after the UKs, we knew that it wasn't going to be plain sailing from that point. You know, you're, you're going to have your, your big guns battling with you throughout the full year. So, you know, on to, to Aberdeen, the, the European Championships. Um, and we ended up taking third place there, which, again, mm-hmm. great result. Um, and you, you're slightly disappointed because we, we played well. It was a good performance. 
Um, but in the backing mind, you're going, well, you've got Ingrari, Field Marshall right on your toes at that point. There you um, go, yeah. And those bands are, are just as good and they offer something different. So, you know, we're mm. never complacent at all. It's just about focusing on yourself and delivering the performances, which were consistent. So that was that was a pleasing thing throughout that middle part of the season. Yeah, and that, that's what I was going to say about, well, I have to mention it at this point, that the Two Coach Productions documentary following you guys has been incredible. Like the access that they got behind the scenes. Like I think the only place they didn't film you was in the bathroom. <laughs> it was brilliant to see though uh, having all that access but that was one thing that came across throughout is that you guys weren't in the band hall talking about oh did you see St Lawrence at the weekend oh weren't they amazing or you weren't talking about other bands do you know what I mean you were always very much inward looking and thinking well how can we improve you know, is that kind of the ethos throughout the year totally yeah that's that's the one thing we always remind ourselves of is we're here to do us, please ourselves, um, and and hope that the that the outside world can can enjoy it as well. And I think the moment you you take your focus on to other things, you actually forget what you're there to try and do. So we we very much it's a case of let's focus on ourselves, let's deliver the performances we know we're capable of, um, and and we'll let other people do what they have to do as well. So it was never a case of Austin oh, Lawrence are doing this, Scottish Power are doing this. It was never a case of yeah anyone else but ourselves. That's that's been something I'm hearing quite a lot now from players playing on the top flight, not just yourself, uh, but they do become very focused on what their band is doing and hear very little about what everyone else is doing. And it's not until the season wraps up, then they catch up on previous rab shows to find out what happened this year. (laughs) I think that's that's an important part as well, is that reflection and and understanding what other bands are doing. But it's it's throughout the season, you're you're trying to have your 100% focus on yourself. And then after it becomes a learning process. You know, fix things in the yeah. 100%, 100%. So I need to ask you then, before we get into some of the big results that you guys experienced this year, I have to ask you about your own personal playing because you've been on stage at quite a number of events this year. Um, but one of the first ones I seen you playing at was the uh, Pipe Major Frank Andrews Tribute Concert uh, with yourself and Garth McLeese. Uh, how did you find that? Yeah, that was, that was a great event. Um, delighted to be to be asked to take part in that. Uh, Frank and, and Bob Hall actually had a, a strong relationship that went back um, a number of years. So that was yeah. that was that's over. And then with myself and Gareth taking over as the the new leading drummers with uh, Bob Hall and Field Marshall respectively, it was that was great to play alongside him. Myself and Gareth are quite close. So that was a, a really cool experience that whole night. Yeah, and that that's one thing I don't think folk actually realise is that you and Gareth are mates. You know, but <laughs> people have it as that they're big rivals. And yeah, I suppose you are. You compete against each other, but you are mates outside the circle. Yeah. Very much so. It's, there's, there's a lot of respect between the two of us and, and everyone else. Um, but we're, we're mates. And of course, we want to beat each other and we want to egg each other on a little bit. But <laughs> there, there's that respect there um, all the time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So then also, you were playing at Big Rab Show Live. That was yeah. incredible. One of the biggest stages in the world, Care. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Uh, but yeah, we did catch up with you at Drumming for Drinks. That was a special one for sure. How did you find that? Another cool event. I, you know, I enjoy any of these opportunities to go out and sort of showcase um, your drumming and, and performing and things like that. It's, it's great to do any of them, no matter what it is. Mm. Um, so that opportunity to play with, with bagpipes and I brought in other instruments as well. There was the fiddle and there was That's a right. guitar yeah. as well. So 
that was really cool to do and just branch out and, and try and do different things. Um, so that was that was a great event. I enjoyed that, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And that's one thing that I'm so glad that you're continuing with. You know, we were a huge fan of your videos on that over lockdown. And even before that, uh, like your video work has been incredible. And yeah, we're such huge fans of it. So it's great to see that that solo with the modern age is still coming through, Care Is it something that you still sort of tinker with now? Yeah, very much so. It's just about trying to branch out and, and do as many different things as you can. Um, mm. Whilst maintaining that traditional element to it as well. But yeah. um, you know, it's it's great to, to try and evolve and try and find new ways because, you know, one one day you might find, oh, there was that wee thing that I did that can transfer that back into the band or your solo performance. And it, it all works hand in hand. There you go. Yeah. So even your work with, uh, well, Craig's going to be very happy. I'm going to give him a shout now. But Drums and Roses, uh, you've been playing with them now for, I don't know, ages now. How have you found gigs with them this last while? Oh, it's it's great fun, and again, that's the same sort of thing. We're we're playing along to to pop and and rock songs and different genres of music, and it's yeah. a totally different thing from pipe bands. And that you're going on to those gigs and shows, and you're entertaining people. People are there and enjoying what you're doing, and that's so rewarding. You know, when you're playing up there and you're getting a big cheer from from the audience, and they're they're coming over and they're communicating. It's a great it's a great experience. So you know, the drums and rosy stuffs. It's great fun and, and the guys in the band are superb it's just a great laugh and a, a great team effort oh that's it and i have to say that's the the word that comes whenever you talk about drums and roses is fun you guys just seem to have the best crack playing <laughs> yeah yeah so rolling on from that then we have to go into the world championships care i have to say you were a bit of a rock star at the world championships i'm gonna blow your ego up here something serious but the, the amount of cameras and the attention that was there from the piping folk. Did you find that like an added layer of pressure during that weekend? The crowd? Not really. No, I try and spin mm. that another way um, and, and think of it as, well, we must be doing something right here and let's just enjoy this and let's show the people um, how good we can, we can be as a team. I did say to the guys before the World Championships, there's probably going to be a lot of crowds, a lot of attention, mm. um, but that's credit to everyone in the band themselves so there you no, go there was there was there was no added pressure I, we all sort of relished it and and got on board with it of course there's adrenaline the nerves and what comes with playing the world pipe band championships but it's just yeah. a um and, and to try and get your inner voice keeping you in the right track that, that was the message to everyone well it definitely worked i have to say that if i was thrust into that position and the crowd at one point I, don't, I had to kind of fight my way through to try and like hold a camera above some guy's head to get a little glimpse of you. But yeah, if I was in the middle of that trying to play a drum, I would be so nervous. I, I don't know, but I think everybody on the team there care so well focused on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I think the focus is the main thing. You're you're there to do to do one job and have four consistent runs across the two days of the world. Um, yeah. and that was a so aim. So and everyone, everyone did that. That's it. And there was very much game faces on. I noticed, you know, there wasn't much crack or banter had afterwards. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely very focused. But uh, in the circle itself, care if you don't mind me saying, the performances were electric. We've played the run from your first major win at the UK's, but we have played out your world championship performances now countless times. They're so good. Have you had a chance to listen back to what you guys did at the Circle in Glasgow? Yeah, I have. Um, I've sort of been through 
all the recordings and just instead of trying to critique everything, enjoy it. Um, right. And I, I felt across the two days we delivered four consistent runs. And I think that's the thing with the World Championships, which you have to do, is you've got to have four consistent runs. Yeah. Um, and and minimise the errors. And I, and I think we did that, which was really pleasing. So, you no, know, it felt great playing in, in the arena. Um, all four runs, everything went really smooth. That's it. And was there any one performance from the Worlds that was your favourite? Well, I suppose we could say the medley run on the Saturday, because once you hit that last note, it's done. <laughs> I think the one the one that everyone's talking about and certainly within the band as well is that Friday medley. Um, that Friday medley that we played. There you go. Yep. I was about to say it, that Friday medley. Wow. Uh, yeah, that, that was the talk of the park. Do you know the way the news kind of spreads across the park as it does? And I was standing at a chip van and someone said, hey, Rob, you haven't been watching the Great One Ring? I said, no. He says, oh, mate, you missed a clinker by Boghole. So, yeah, then, okay. And then I started hearing it from other people, you know. Uh, are you aware of that chatter in the park? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, uh, people try and try and tell you that. We were last on in the draw on the Friday. Yeah. So there was all the bands that had came on that you're expecting to have strong runs, and I think everyone pretty much did. So we mm. we had to go on there and deliver something, and it was quite weird because the build-up to that Friday, the, the medley on the Friday, was a wee bit weird because the weather was up and down, and it started getting a little bit cold before we went on. That's right, so yeah. We were furiously trying to change the drone numbers and get everything set. Mm. So... It wasn't the most settled build-up, which was interesting. Um, and then went on, delivered it, and everyone after it was just like, oh, that felt good. That, yeah. was, that was really good. And, that, and I think that put everyone in a, a positive frame of mind going into the Saturday after that run. Absolutely. Well, that medley run in particular has sections in there from your midsection where they really stand out on their own there and make it their own. Over this past while, we've been talking a lot about the relationship between snare lines and midsections, and it's something that SFU are getting right, we believe, but we're also thinking that Boggle are doing something really unique there too. Is that something that you guys actively work on, you know, like the ter- snare and tenor line? Yeah, definitely. It's it's an area of pipe bands which is still to come into its own, I think. Um, and mm. we're still very much experimenting. What what are they there for? What's the next session there to be done? And in my eyes, it's to improve the ensemble of the band. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think that's number one. So th- there's wee bits in that um, medley we played on the Friday where the tenors just playing their own snares come out, and then mm-hmm. you build it back up. So you're always thinking about tension and release. That's that's pretty much what's going through my head all the time. And yeah. you know, the tenors are a, are a big focus. Um, so they were they were great last year and and really aided the band. So yeah. Like Absolutely. That. And even like, I noticed key changes in there as well. You know, it's like someone almost playing along with a set of keys. <laughs> Is that another thing that they look at? Yeah, well, I mean, I I split all the, the terror scores and, and what I do that based on. So I play the pipes as well. So mm. it, it's that relationship about how to harmonize within the pipes, understanding the chords and the keys and, and things like that. And yeah. Very much experiment, and I guess you're trying to create a big depth with everything you do. It's not all about tracking the Piper's notes, note for note. It's about yeah. how can you create that broad, broad tone and that that way of playing, which is which is key. So I spend a lot of time trying to split that and, and get it right, and we experiment in the band hall as well with, with different tones. Whatever the first version is, it's it's never that. It ends up version 10, 11, 12 after that. <laughs> I think at this point, with us talking about the set, we have to hear it. So we're going to play a little clip of it here at this point. But 
yeah, this was absolutely a standout moment for your season, this medley selection on the Friday at the World Championships.
care. That honestly was a special moment, and I think that was the moment where the band were really cooking. And then carrying that through for a second day, though, is another challenge in itself. Saturday morning, how did things feel? Well, it's, it's interesting because that um, that Friday night, I had probably one of the most peaceful sleeps I've ever had. Oh, really? <laughs> and, um, it was just a case of jumping into bed and having a good night's sleep. And then everyone Saturday morning woke up to the park. We're just feeling really chilled and relaxed about the whole thing. But um, we were, the message going into that first run in the Saturday, that MSR, was actually, this is an important one here because what we've done on the Friday is good. Let's hope we're in the mix. You never know exactly where you're going to be, but you're hoping you're going to be there or thereabouts. But that Saturday MSR is important to get yeah. right. As long as you start right, I think that sets the tone. So everyone was, was really calm on Saturday and um, going into that first MSR run. So That's really- a, especially the march. I think I noticed that the first two parts of that march was so controlled, you know, and I, I think that's one thing that really helped you guys stand out with that. So, yeah, this whole thing that what we're talking about throughout all of these four performances, you guys have been ultra focused and controlled throughout. And the music has just kind of, I don't know, spoke for itself, I guess. So whenever you guys were crowned world champions and the name was read out, care your face on that camera was a picture. <laughs> what a moment. Tell me about that. Once the name was read out, how did you feel? I don't even know how to describe it. It was just, <laughs> again, everything that you'd you'd worked for was for that moment to win the World Pipe Band Championships. That's that's all you dream of as a kid. And to do yeah. that, and in my first year um, leading the, the drum corps was, was pretty cool. And there was, you know, the band's never won the Worlds before. So no, that's it. Within itself, it was for everyone, it was just the most special moment. It really was. Yeah, and I think Jackie Bird even said it in her interview with you guys on the telly, that you were once quoted as being the best band never to have won the Worlds. And I, in a way, I thought she was being cruel by saying that, but she, she's 100% right. You know, the Boghall are the band that everybody loves, but have never actually climbed to the top of that mountain. So that moment, seeing the trophy and the banner, uh, I don't know, tears, I think, for everybody watching. It was an emotional thing, so it was. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a big thing for everyone within the band, but you mentioned everyone out with the band as well. Yeah. That's, you know, it was, it was, it was great to see that everyone was reacting so positively towards the win, but also all the ex-members that had, that had tried to, to win that World's Trophy for, for so long. Um, yeah. To, to all of those guys as well. So it was a, it was a real... Team effort and something that the whole Ball Call family is very proud of. No, I'm sure. But I'm going to tell you my moment, all right? Now, everyone, I'm sure, will tell you the story. They can tell you where they were when they heard that People's Ford lifted it. I was in the airport about to get on a plane flying back home again because I was going to get a head start in all my editing the next day on Sunday. So we were all watching there on our phones with our headphones on. And, uh, you know, we got as far up to grade two. And then grade one was announced. And there were people in the airport hugging each other, crying, <laughs> spilled beer everywhere. I think there was a kid who had a bag of crisps, and then they ended up everywhere. It, it was chaos in the airport in Glasgow. <laughs> so, Have you heard any other kind of stories of people hearing the results? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot of people just sitting in the house, have had the live stream on, um, and not expecting anything because of the band, you know, we're always, the mentality of Bokal has always been, oh, we played well, but we're never going to get it. And yeah. this year, that's changed big time. 
And that world's one was, was really, you know, the cherry on top because everyone was just sheer joy after it. So there was, I'm sure there was many, many celebrations all around the world. You know, we went to the art bar after it and there was guys in FaceTime from Germany and all these other countries that used to play with the band who just, oh, wow. yeah, so much to them as well. So no, it was, it's all over the world. Um, I yeah. think it went down well and meant a lot to a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. We got selfies and stuff sent to us here from the Big Rapture team with ones, and they, they took photos of them watching their telly. And, you know, they were going up and doing speeches and all the rest of you guys lifting the trophy, and they were, like, snapping photos of their TV <laughs> because they wanted to remember that moment. Uh, so after that, the aftermath then, tell us about the after party, or at least as much as you can tell us about the after party. <laughs> well- to be fair, a lot of the guys certainly had a good night or a good couple of nights, um, mm. definitely. So, you know, we, everyone went out and had a good time. We, we spent it together as a band initially, yeah. and then then everyone off and, and did their own things. But for me, I was absolutely knackered. Well, that was all the, <laughs> sure. yeah. all the adrenaline of, of competing over the two days took over. So I had a bit of an early one, and I went home, and I just watched everything back and was like, wow, that's what we just achieved as a group. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And and I believe the band now have had like, like a huge reception and everything. Not a big dinner. And tell us about that. What was that all about? Yeah, so that was the band celebrating fifty years. Um, so that was our fiftieth anniversary dinner, which took place um back in October. So that was a yeah, that was a, a great event, and it was one that all all members were involved in, and all ex members um from all over the world. Did came to, to celebrate um, all new players that were in the band as well as of this year. So it was mm. a very good night where we shared some stories, um, present and, and past as well. So it was a great night to celebrate everything. Ah, oh, fantastic. A bit of a shindig there. No, oh, brilliant. That's great to see. So then after that, care you didn't just sit with the slippers on in front of the telly. Then you got to work. And I have to say, congratulations on winning the world solo drumming. But again, another huge moment, Kerr. <laughs> what a year. What was it like walking up there and lifting that trophy? Yeah, it was it was something very special. And again, it's it's very separate from pipe bands. You know, the, mm. the world is it's, it's an individual thing. So only you can do the work. You know, it's on you. Everything is in your hands um, to go on there and deliver a performance. And, and lifting it was just which is special. Again, you don't expect it. Um, you hope, but it was it was amazing. Yeah. But yeah, you're bound to have put in a wealth of work yourself. You know, you had all your band stuff. Obviously, you're studying music now currently at the university, so you have all of that to do, Drums and Roses, all of your concerts, and then your world solo work on top of that. Is there ever a moment where you're not drumming? No, it's honestly <laughs> 24-7 from all the stuff you've mentioned. Yeah, it's it's something like that all the time, whether it's writing scores, going to band practices, out gigging, teaching, whatever it may be. It's yeah. drumming, and it's great because that's that's what I love doing, so I wouldn't change it for anything at all. There you go. So obviously now that that's been the talk in some news reports online, obviously now we have seen the end of Stephen McWhorter's run, of winning the consecutive titles. Has Stephen had a word with you to congratulate you or to say, why I oughta, any of that? <laughs> yeah, no, I've got a good relationship with Stephen. He spoke to me that night and we had a, we had a nice chat. So, no, Stephen's been been great. And and I suppose the, the rivalry is going to continue over the next few years as well. And, and the, the pleasing thing for me, watching the recordings back, Stephen was at his very best. He was absolutely Wasn't excellent. he, though? Oh, my word. 
In fact, I think you all were. Like everyone who made it through to that final absolutely deserved to be there. It was incredible. Um, so I just don't know quite how you all managed to perform to that level. Um, but it happens. It's weird. It's like a, I don't know, voodoo or something uh, that you guys can make your hands move as they do. So uh, tell us about the practice you would put in ahead of the world solos. Would there be an awful lot? Yeah, there's a lot to it. And I suppose every individual is different. But for me, um, it's pretty much the full year. So you're Mm. as soon as the, the world solos is over it's on to the next one so in terms of trying to get tunes ready um, I try and get the, whoever the piper is going to be playing for me I get him set and know exactly what he's doing because it's, it's a team effort a lot of people mm. focus the the drumming side of it which is fine in that technical aspect but playing with the piper is, is critical you know that I see also. yeah so that's that we, we would meet up at uh, various points throughout the year just, just keeping the thing going and then closer to the event um, eight weeks out, I'll come up with a program which is sort of just based on hand fitness, keeping your hands in the right place. Not always playing your competition sets, but you can be playing along to any music in the world. Just make sure your hands in the right place. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there's the, the breaking down of the the scores um, and the two bar phrases and uh, getting the nitty gritty right. And then of course playing with your piper as often as you can as well. So there is a lot of work that goes into it for sure. I'm sure, yeah. And it's interesting you you comment there about, you know, having the right piper, you know, because uh, I do think sometimes they're the unsung heroes in this, you know, because a lot of our pipers at the World Solos will play for multiple drummers on the day. And yeah, t- some of them, I don't know, I don't know, can be absolutely knackered by the end of it. Uh, but is that something that you actively work on yourself as a soloist, getting the right piper? Yeah, totally. I think it's it's really important because Ultimately, the piper can't win you the event, but they can lose you the event. So ah, yeah. Together, mm-hmm. um, all year round, and and just making sure that your ideas are the same as theirs, and you're you're totally singing off the, the same hymn sheet. So that's that's important. Um, and so with Chris Coates that played for me, he also plays in Paul Call Band as well. Loves to yeah. play. We we're able to to have that relationship, and and he's got different ideas. I've got different ideas, but I think through time, you you come together and you have the same ideas eventually, which is sort of came to fruition. That's it. And then helps it click together on stage when it counts. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, speaking of hitting the stage, then I have to say after lifting all these titles, you're still not got the slippers on and relaxing in front of the telly. You're working furiously now. You guys have a, a huge concert coming up now as part of Celtic Connections. And is it January or is it February? I can't remember. Yeah, it's the, the first week in February. First in February, yeah. Uh, tell us about that then. Uh, what have you got lined up for that? Well, it's yeah, it's an exciting year for the band. It's, it's not just the, the competition sets. There's the, the Celtic Connections concert to start off with, which is going to be really cool. So we're trying to get some some new music out for that, um, some some new drum scores, some new melodies that maybe haven't been heard before, or some that have, and just trying to get that balance right. So we've, we've started back up at bands where going through everything and making sure that everyone's quite happy with it and try to modernize things to a few different things here and there. So that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, here I can't wait. Yeah. It's famously known as the lunchtime concert and uh, it does draw in a huge crowd. So I have no doubt this will sell out in no time care. So uh, yeah, you guys have got tons of other performances throughout the year. We'll be talking about them. I'm sure as we get closer to them, Uh, but it's going to be another busy season, I guess then for people's forward next year. Are you looking forward to next season? Oh yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to get started. I think motivation within the band is, is really high at the moment. 
So it was just about riding that wave. Uh, we've introduced some some new players to the band. Um, some other people have moved on, and it's just about keeping the thing fresh and and keeping it going into the, the next season, which I'm sure everyone's looking forward. To. I see. So not anxious at all as being defending champions. No, you don't. You don't think you've got that target on your back. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, yeah, we've won it. That's that's great, and there's no point in thinking about any of the pressure. You've got to go out and earn the title again. It's there you go. Absolutely, the perfect attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Keep earning it. I think that's just it exactly. Uh, well, care. I have to say, from all of us on the Rab Show team, and from all the piping fans listening right now, thank you for what has been an incredible year. The music you guys have produced has been something short of ordinary, and to be in that circle. Do you ever, like, I don't know, this is something I ask bass drummers sometimes, being in the middle of that sound, do you ever, like, look up and appreciate, look where I am? <laughs> um, I, I try and take it in at the start of the performance and at the end of the performance. Um, yeah. What happens in the middle, it's, it's hard to, to have your attention anywhere else. But, yeah, certainly when you're, you're finishing the performance, it's like, yeah, especially when it goes well, that's pretty cool. There you go. So you can kind of look up a little bit, look around, have a bit of a smile and go, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm so glad that it is fun because we have been really enjoying it. So, Kerr, thanks so much. What an incredible year. And uh, I, I dare say there'll be more continued success in the future. So thanks so much for joining us. And here, happy Christmas. Yeah. You'll have to tell us what's under your tree after all of this. Huh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thanks a million and happy holidays. And I'll catch you again, Kerr. Thank you. Cheers. Wow. There you have it. Yeah. An absolute legend. Kerr McQuinnan, of course, lead tipper of People's Ford Boghall and Bathgate. What an amazing chance that was to get sitting down and have a good yarn with him. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. So for anybody out there listening right now, if you do have any comments, queries, questions at all, send them in to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Now, I have no doubt next season will be incredibly exciting, especially in the top flight now, uh, because we have a lot of names in that grade one. Uh, I don't know. They can absolutely nip into that top spot at any time. You know, it has been ultra competitive this past year, and I have no doubt that that will continue because bands will always continue to try and raise their game. Very interesting conversation there. And uh, I'm very glad to hear that Kerr's focus on the music is just, it's paramount, you know? And that's one thing that came across there, along with a bunch of other things that Kerr spoke about as well. It's just fantastic to hear the work going on behind the scenes there at People's Ford. Uh, yeah, such a fantastic band there. There you are. All right. So, massive, massive thank you to Kerr for taking time to chat with us. I mean, he's an incredibly busy man, uh, but it's fantastic to be able to sit down and have a chat with him. Who knows? We might get an opportunity to chat with Kerr in the future. You never know. Uh, but, yeah, what a special interview to bring. So, folks, as the holidays are just around the corner, from all of us here at the Big Rab Show team, we want to wish you all the very happiest holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Have a good one. Yeah. Now, if you are curious about what you should be buying for your loved one, maybe if you haven't got that gift yet for the piping fan in your life, then perhaps go back and listen to episode 360. Yeah, where we talked about our 12 products of Christmas. Yeah, that's always a popular episode, that, because a lot of people always seem to listen to that episode and then make their own hashtag list. Yeah, and they go out and go, oh, that's a good idea, Rab, yeah. And they all run out and start buying off of websites or distributors and all the rest. So go back, have a listen to that, the 12 Products of Christmas episode. And uh, yeah, if you're curious as to what to buy that Piper drummer piping fan in your life, then that's a great episode to listen to right there. There you go. So go and have a listen to that. 
All right. So, again, from all of us, a very happy holidays, happy Christmas. Huge thank you to Kerr McQuillan. What a fantastic episode this week. And to everyone else out there, yeah, thanks for tuning in and downloading this week and each and every week. And don't forget, we'll be back again next week, episode 363, for another Big Rab Show podcast. And, um, yeah, I'm going to spoil it at this point. If you've managed to listen to this point in the pod, I'm going to reward you to let you know who's coming up next week. Yes, we have an interview and an appearance by... Well, it's not Christmas here in the Big Rab Show without Bob Worrell, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Next week on the pod, we are going to invite Bob Worrell on for a chat. It seems to be every Christmas Bob makes an appearance here on the pod. And uh, like I said, it's not Christmas without Bob Worrell. Uh, so, yeah, we, we affectionately have now called him Mr. Christmas. So on next week's pod, we have a chat with none other than Bob Worrell. Very much looking forward to that. Oh, and we've got all sorts of great interviews to come as well. So next week's Bob Worrell, but we've got more in the pipeline as well as we go across New Year's into 2024. Yeah, huge shout out. Thank you, everyone, for downloading this week. I better go. Thank you. That's been a cracker episode, and we've got a few more lined up for you over the holidays. Merry Christmas, and we will see you all next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Check out g1reads.com for all of your piping needs. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all of the latest news and views from around the piping world. And also, check us out on Patreon for five bucks a month. You can get your hands on tons of extra pipe and goodness and be a part of the Patreon faithful. So, until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>